It seems a little strange to have this particular set of readings in the middle of the Easter season. When we've been thinking mostly about themes of resurrection, of the triumph of Christ over sin and death, about the establishment of the early church, we have this set of readings dropped into the middle of the season with this Good Shepherd theme. That's why this is often called Good Shepherd Sunday in addition to being the fourth Sunday of Easter. Anybody here have sheep? You know, when I used to ask that in Texas, some hands would go up. Yeah. Personally, I do not have any sheep, but I've done some cursory research. And let me tell you something about sheep. They are not very bright. They wander off. They step in holes and get tangled in underbrush. And they're not especially good herd animals. They don't seem to have a lot of instinct for it. And that's why you have to have specially trained and specially bred dogs to kind of keep them together and move them to where they're supposed to be. And they're also not particularly fast on their feet for long runs, uh, which makes them an easy lunch for all kinds of predators. Sheep need a shepherd. And shepherding is a full-time job. A shepherd spends his or her time running after the sheep day and night. That big stick with the hook on the end, that little Bo Peep thing, that is not a fashion accessory. Okay, the, the curved end is for pulling the little guys out of whatever they've gotten tangled in today. And the other end is for fighting off wolves and other predators. Shepherding is a full-time job. Now, on one level, seeing ourselves as sheep can be a tad unflattering. We want to be more active than passive, more self-directed than herded, more than just sheep. At the same time, we know that we are interdependent and reliant on God's love and providence. So we can take this all on two different levels. The top level deals with the Christological reality, who Jesus is for us. Jesus, the good shepherd, is our ultimate guardian, provider, guide, and our safety. Jesus, the gate of the sheepfold, is the portal through which we pass, finding safe pastures, and the knowledge that in his care, no one will enter to slaughter and destroy. But we can't read the Gospels as just Jesus and me. The scriptures were written to a community of believers, a community that was struggling to define itself and to discern how the Spirit of God was calling them to be the body of Christ for each other. So the scriptures have to be read on that level as well. So the Good Shepherd is also a model of leadership for us. The good shepherd is looking out for the interests of the whole flock, not just for himself and not just for his favorites. The good shepherd in ecclesiological terms is concerned with reconciliation and evangelization, seeking out the lost sheep and bringing them home. The flock follows the good shepherd because they recognize his or her voice. And if that voice is alienating, they will not follow. The gospel says that the shepherd walks in front of them, 
but the shepherd can't be so far ahead that they can't hear his or her voice. So we have to have leadership that is recognizable to us, that stands with us, and that leads us to seek out the lost. There are many things that the coronavirus pandemic has taught us, and one of those things is clearly that broad, diverse human communities need good leadership. And that leadership's primary job is to preserve and promote the common good. A leader who places his own interest and ideology above that common good, or who sows confusion instead of building unity, isn't a good leader. No human leader is perfect, but we need good leaders, good shepherds. Pope Francis has famously said that the shepherds should smell like the sheep. They should be rubbing shoulders and sharing their lives. So I think it's worth asking, what do the sheep smell like? (laughs) Sometimes they smell like Chanel, and sometimes they smell like garbage. Sometimes they smell like a beautiful spring day, and sometimes they smell like disease. And a good shepherd isn't afraid of any of that and should smell like them all. The gate of the sheepfold is also a model of leadership. For a community to be nurtured and safe, we've got to have some boundaries. I hope that's as obvious as it sounds, but the boundaries have to allow people to move. A gate that is always locked isn't a gate. It's just another piece of a wall. So Christian communities need leadership that is flexible and that allows people to move in and out of the sheepfold through the gate. Just as a brief footnote, did you know that the derivation of the word cardinal comes from the Latin root meaning hinge? That is not a coincidence. Our church is a diverse community of people drawn together by the Holy Spirit and united by the love that we share for Jesus Christ and given a mission by Christ to be his people and to share the faith we've received. Christ is our good shepherd and Christ is our gate. We are essentially united with the whole church because we've been baptized into the body of Christ. And if we are the body of Christ for each other, then we must each be good shepherds and we must each be that gate. If our focus on leadership in the church is all about what someone else is doing or not doing, then we really are nothing but sheep. This gospel is a serious challenge to us to re-examine our roles and our structures, what we want from our leaders, and what we expect from ourselves and from each other.